0: Welcome to the Centerpoint Pentecostal Church Podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. And those who have your Bibles, if you could turn to the book of Joshua. Amen. I, I really believe that the Lord want to tear some walls down. Amen. I believe God want to help us realize that nothing's supposed to stand between him and I and you and I and him and our blessings. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. We're going to have church tonight. Joshua chapter 6, looking at verse 1, it's saying, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. Listen to the next sentence. None went out, and none came in. It was shut up tight. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thy hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor, and you shall compass the city all ye men of war and go around about the city once thus shall thou do 6 days and verse 4 and seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of rams' horns the key is this and the seventh day you shall compass the city 7 times and the priests shall blow the trumpet blow with the trumpets lord i thank you for your word tonight I thank you Lord for the hearers and I thank you for the doers and I ask you to lead me and guide me as I preach this word that we may receive it and receive it with gladness in Jesus name, amen, amen, amen. I want to teach or preach or expand a little bit tonight from the topic one more lap before victory. One more lap before victory. In preparing, I was asking the Lord, what was so significant about Jericho? Jericho was really not that big. The walls of Jericho I was reading, some were saying it was this tall, some were saying it was that tall. But the closest that I could come based on scripture, the walls of Jericho was about 46 feet high and about six feet wide from the base. But what's intriguing about Jericho, the square footage and the circumference of it and how big it was, was uh, about six acres, Elder. Can you imagine? All these years we were saying they marched around the walls of Jericho and it was like they had to walk two days to go around the city, but it was only six acres. Your, build, your property is almost bigger than the city of Jericho. Let that sink in. But for some reason, Jericho, and they had about 1,000 to 1,200 inhabitants of that land. The well-to-doers stayed on the bottom and in the middle. And the folks who wasn't doing so good lived in the walls of Jericho. So I'm reading this and I'm saying, well, let me see how we're going to put this together. And the Lord reminded me, what about Rahab? The Bible says she dwelled in the walls of Jericho. Boy, I'm pe- so then, let me know. They were blocked in. You couldn't come out. No one could come in. But boy, they had some sin inside the walls of Jericho. And God told Joshua, on your way to the land flowing with milk and honey, there's a group of people that feel that I can't touch them. There's a city called Jericho who have sustained themselves by their own selves. Inside the walls of Jericho, there was the Sutan River. It was where they would drink and the wells and the waters would always replenish. They had a little means of harvesting so they didn't need God. It came to the point that they start bragging that we're untouchable. No one can defeat us. No one can penetrate these walls. Oh, but one day, Joshua told a couple of his apostolic Pentecostal brethren, (laughs) he said, I need y'all to go to Jericho. Oh, we're going to preach in a little while. I'm laying that foundation so we could have some church. He said, I need you to go to Jericho and spy it out a little bit, and and I want to see what's going on because in a little while we're going to overtake that city. Now, they about to look at Joshua and said, Joshua, We five million plus, and we gonna take six acres? But it was something about Jericho that was standing in the way of the people. Sin was prevalent. Mockery was prevalent Abomination was prevalent And God knew That as long as this wall stood One day they might be having church And the next day they might be looking toward Jericho I'm trying to let us know tonight Look into the hill where your help coming from It's nothing that we can find Inside the walls of Jericho Family members. uh that are stuck in their ways, tradition that's stuck behind the walls. You can't come in and they don't wanna come out. You can't give a Bible study and they don't wanna receive what you say. God is about to penetrate those walls. One more prayer meet, one more Bible study, one more lap, one more cry, one more tear. That wall will come down. Woo! One more vacation Bible school. Uh, one more family. Uh, one more child. Gonna say, I want to get baptized. Uh, one more verse uh, of Joshua went around the walls of Jericho. Hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tonight as I preach, he told Joshua, walk around one time, six days. In your mind tonight, how many days you've been praying, how many days you've been tolling? how many months, how many years you've been dealing with the same old merry-go-round in your life. Look like every time I take two steps forward, the old enemy push me four steps back. Oh, but I got one more lap and victory shall be mine. I got one more shout and victory shall be mine. I got one more hallelujah and victory shall be mine. Jericho was fortified, 46 feet the walls, and they had watchtowers all around. So after a while, they just got comfortable in Jericho. No need to leave, and we're not letting anybody in. Oh, but I got news for you. Nothing is impossible with God. I don't care how big the devil make that wall. You just keep praying. You just keep fasting. You just keep believing. And before you know it, that wall is going to begin to shake. That wall is going to begin to crumble. (laughs) Can you imagine a 46-foot wall around six acres? From a distance, a little man like me would look at it and say, what's the use? (laughs) Can't penetrate it. And the people on the inside began to get comfortable. But the Lord told Joshua, he said, now send two spies just to check it out. I done already gave it to you. You see, he told him, Joshua, see the city? I gave it to you. How many of us in here that the Lord done already told you he gave you something? He gave you your family. He gave you your brother. He gave you your sister. He gave you your healing. He gave you, he gave you, he gave you. But the devil has put a wall in your thought process. The Bible says so is a man thinking, so is he. I think the wall is too big. I think the wall is too thick. I think the wall is too great. You see, it depends on who's looking at that wall. David, you see how big Goliath is? (laughs) That's a small wall. (laughs) Who's with you tonight? Son of Point. You are the point of contact for the people who are separated from God with a wall. You know how to pray. They don't want to need the prayer. You know how to fast. They don't the want need somebody standing in the gap for them. I know they hang up every time I call. I know they turn their back on me when they see me in the store. Oh, but I got one more lap. I got one more lap. I got one more phone call. I got one more text message. I got one more knock on the door. I know you told me they don't come back, but I got one more lap. Because if somebody would have stopped knocking on my door when I had built that wall, and told him, I don't want your gospel. I'm satisfied in Jericho. I'm satisfied doing my thing where people not bothering me and I'm not bothering them. You know, we're good for that. Don't bother me and I won't bother you. Oh, that's my life. This is my soul. Check that again. This is my soul. No, it ain't. It belongs to the Lord." And what you have to understand, we all talk bad until we understand the ramifications of our conversation. So let me break it down. We talk bad till something faces us that we know we can't handle. Right, right. Amen? So that little tap uh-huh. made you realize, let me check my record right quick. Right. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Let me, let me, let me, Lord, if, Lord, if this is it, let me make sure. <laughs> oh, no, it's pretty, pretty straight. <laughs> but I want to be here a little while longer, but it's pretty straight. I said, Brother, why you didn't call me? I'd have held that ice pack on your head. And we were in the back. I said, I felt bad. I wasn't laughing then because, you know, I wanted, I love Brother Beard. And he saw how it was. But let me get back to preaching. He'll, he'll be here a while. Let me get back to preaching. Let's look at verse 5, and it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat. Now, this is a prerequisite of telling them, I know you're sick, but you're going to be healed, okay? There's a process to your healing, but you're not going to die, okay? Okay? I understand nobody knows what's happening. I understand you might not understand, but guess what? I'm God. Joshua didn't say, Lord, we don't have bulldozers. (laughs) And dynamite was not made yet, and how we gonna blow down that wall? You don't worry about blowing down the wall, you just blow the trumpet. You don't worry about how it's gonna happen, you just say, Lord, thank you for letting it happen. Thank you for making it happen. Thank you, Lord, for putting me in position to see it happen. We all know that story to a degree. When the spies went, they found out they were in there, and they wanted to get them. And the Bible says, Rahab, the best citizen in town. Nope. Rahab, the best lady in the community, nope. Rahab, the harlot, went to those two spies. (laughs) She said, we heard about (laughs) y'all. She said, I I know these walls can't stop your God. And would you spare me and mine when you come in? And how they, she hid the spies, and they told them, and you know what? They hid, and the Bible say they let them down <laughs> the wall. That let me know when I was reading and trying to put it together, she lived in the mountain. And then when he said, hang that cord of scarlet thread and put it out the window. Why out the window? Because on the wall is flat. And if that cord was dangling, guess what? They was going to see that cord hanging from that 46 foot wall. One verse of scripture say Rahab was sitting on the top of the wall outside her house. It wasn't the best one in the community understood what God can do. And if you're way up here, high and mighty, head in the air, got everything you need but God, you're in a bad position. But it's the one with the two might. Say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Amen. One more lap. On the second, he told him, we know the story. He said, walk around it, and don't say nothing. Now here will go that preacher again. He, last time he had a rubber band, the other day he was running around with this and that. Now he telling me I got to keep my mouth closed when everybody talking about me. He said, victory shall be yours. If I hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battle. You know when I learn to get some victory? When they call me all them hot names. And it's hot outside. And you're sweating. And they yap roo, 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 roo. And all those other, and you like Lord, not today. Oh yeah, today, brother Way. And you know when they get you, when you just came out of the prayer room, oh, yeah. you, you, you're saying the walls of Jericho shall come down, and here it come. The wall. It. <laughs> so the first day, we walking. In your mind, we walking because we carrying them laps together because on the last day, we're going to be shouting and running. Can't, oh, can you imagine what they were saying? I know if you was doing that in Deville. Walking, look at them. Look, I knew it. Call 911. Look at them people. They just walking around that. They just walking around. They're not saying nothing. They're just walking around. I'm talking about them. I'm talking about their mama. I'm talking about everybody. And they just walking. But, boy, when we get home, See, I just walked that one lap, now I'm home. I wish he would have told me that to my face. Joshua, lucky I couldn't tell him nothing because I was going to give him a piece of my mind. And you know what? Your blessing just went further and further and further. We're not going to cut up at church. But when I get to my house, I'm the main. And the only door need to be slamming in here It's mine. Boom. Who closed that door? I want it quiet in here because I'm not praying. I mean, I'm going to pray. You got to understand the enemy don't care how much we shout together. The enemy don't care how much we get excited tonight. But when you go back Home. I was young in the Lord, and an old elderly preacher told me he said, When you could walk for God at your house, Brother Williams, you could walk for him anywhere. When you could walk for him when you're alone and you're the only one on the job saved, you could walk for him. That's why he said, Let your light shine among men that God may get the glory. Because when you're going to the school, young people, where they know you holy and you act holy right. Come on. Come on. it's vacation bible school now I may well get started early since I'm going to be the evangelist right. <laughs> That's good. Amen? amen because even us as young people we have walls that our parents don't understand we have walls <laughs> And the precious of being a young person saved in a cruel, wicked generation. But I want to encourage you tonight. A lot of them wish they were you. A lot of them wish they had a parent that love them. A lot of them wish they had people in church that care about them. A lot of them wish they had the Holy Ghost. So while you're walking your lap around Jericho, don't even worry about the noise from the wall because you already know God is about to give you the victory. I had to learn the worst thing that I could do was call somebody unsaved about a spiritual question. (laughs) You know, when you're young in the Lord, you'd be like, man, let me call my partner, see what he thinks. You got to stop doing what? Yeah, man, hey, bro. that's an abomination under God. Can't do that and be saved. Guess how long we were friends? That long. While I was lost and doing all the rousing and the carousing, couldn't get rid of them. First time I say I'm saved and would you come to church? Huh? Change their number. We had them old phones back then. You couldn't do like, now, nah, change your number and get another one right quick. You had to wait a whole month just to get a phone number. Brother, you remember them dial-up telephones? Right. By the time you call 911, it's over. <laughs> you could make a pot of coffee before you dial 911. <laughs> oh, y'all know how old I am. I said I was 65 when we first met. So I, I, mean, I, I even had a beeper. My, I told a little man, a young guy, I said, man, I had a beeper one time. He said, well, when it beep, what you do? I had to run and look for a payphone." <laughs> And then we got smart, brother. Yeah. I'm going to say this, I'm keep preaching. I'm preaching, but see, that's in Jericho. You didn't have no rules in Jericho because there's only 1,200 people. All right. And y'all thought you was all, all whatever, okay? Shoot, what's your phone number? Let me see where I'm at. I look on that pay phone because <laughs> I didn't have a phone. But that didn't minimize who I was. Don't never let the enemy put a wall in your brain and in your mind make you feel that you less, Because you're baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. I might not have the Jordans that you have, but I got a pair of tennis shoes on that my mom and daddy worked for. And I thank God when he gave it to me. I'm helping us tonight. I am not ashamed of this gospel of Christ. For it's the power unto salvation. And guess what? All my walls that make me intimidated about being a Christian are going to come down tonight. (laughs) Rahab, we know what she did. The story was she hired him, let him down, and they told her, put your scarlet cord out, and when we return, but she had enough sense and understanding to know that there's no wall man could make that could keep our God out of. Amen? That little city not only was cursed when the walls came down, it was cursed forever. And that same little city caused Ahab to be punished because he let a Belialite try and rebuild Jericho. And the word has said whatever man try and build his city again, cursed is he, his son will be buried at the front and another son gonna be buried at the back. And when Belialite tried to build a city Every day after construction, the first day of construction, trying to rebuild Jericho, his oldest son got killed. And the next day, not too long after the week was over and they were still trying to figure out what happened, his youngest son died and was buried at the end of the gate. Jericho, as nice a land it is in the middle of Palestine, has never, come on, church, been rebuilt. Until today, Jericho is rubble. Jericho, as nice as the land look, it just stands as a rubble. Why? Because when God cursed it, when God put his word on it, it's forever settled and done. And I'm trying to let you know, when the walls fall in your life, don't look back. Those walls are gone. That enemy is gone. You get rid of it and keep it under your feet. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) While I'm on it, I may as well roll with it. Elijah said, Ahab, you done messed up because of what you was happening, letting go in Jericho. You shouldn't have let Beliite rebuild that city. Now God is going to stop it from raining because of your rebellion and turning to Baal from that piece of six-acre rubble. (laughs) Oh! Achan lost his whole family behind, uh, behind clothes he couldn't even wear in the public. What kind of mess is that? He hid it he took the garment and hid it in his tent, elder. He couldn't wear it and say, look y'all. He died with some stuff he couldn't show off. You see how things the Bible said the lust of the eyes and the desires of the flesh, they have you grab something that you it just, that's a whole other topic, but it's in the book. Read it. He said, Ahab, it's not going to rain. And boy, all of a sudden it stopped raining. Things got rough. We talked about Elijah before, but then this is where the good part came. Elijah went to Mount Carmel. The Lord told him it's about to rain. He went up to Mount Carmel. He prayed. He came down, and he sent his servant. He said, go up and tell me what you see. He went up Mount Carmel, came back down. He said, I see nothing. He said, go again seven times. Come on now. One more mountain to climb. One more river to cross. One more prayer meeting. And can you imagine? You know what happened? He said, he said, Master, what? He said, I want you to go up Mount Carmel seven times. And that's pretty high, pretty tall, and it was dry. And that servant went up one time. Came back down. Went up two times. Came back down. On the seventh time. Came down, he said, What you see? What you see? He said, All I see is a cloud the size of a man's hand. Yeah. Elijah got, got excited. He said, Go tell Ahab it's about to rain. Now I asked myself, and I know you're asking the same thing, why the Lord just didn't let it rain? Why he had to go through all that trouble? Faith, <laughs> without works is dead soul's going to come in but the bible say no man comes to the father except the spirit Draw him. So when the church began to pray, when the church began to fast, when the church began to have vacation Bible school, and at the same time planting those seeds, one plant, one water, God gives the increase. And guess what? In the middle of that three, it was a three-year drought. Three years. The first week of the famine, we know the story. The Lord told Elijah, "You sit by the brook Chereth." The bird's gonna feed you. What a meal for a prophet. But he was in that transition. He already knew he was in the right place. And at the right time, Center Point, you in the right place. And at the right time, you're about to see some walls come down. You're about to see some overflow. You're about to see some folks come who pass by this church and turn their head. But now they're going to turn in the parking lot. Hallelujah, Jesus. But on that sixth climb that servancy this my last one how many times we like Lord I can't take this no more and he said yes you can I'm fed up to here you better (laughs) tiptoe but tonight can be your last time for whatever your wall is, for whatever your mountain is, for whatever your ill is, for whatever the drama in your life is, whatever it is, my problems are not your problems. My, I didn't get it hit in the head on Father's Day. He did. But we love one another. Oh, man, you're going to be on my message, huh? <laughs> on the tape. But God is letting us know. I know everybody's wall. I know everybody's problem. I know everybody's situation. But you know what he want us to know? We know you too, God. We know you too, God. And you know what he told us? You got one more lap. You do it. You got one more lap. And can you imagine? I believe that servant was tired. He was sweating. And he was like, I got one more. I'm not going to. I got to go because it's going to rain. I got to get to church because today I might get my breakthrough. I got to forgive this man who did me wrong because that might be his breakthrough. I got one more act of mercy in me, one more act of kindness in me, one more gesture of love in me. I got to keep pressing when nobody else want to press. Because I want my victory. And Elijah happened to, he met up with Ahab in the middle before it rained somewhere in the two years or the year before and afterwards. And Ahab saw him come and he said, look, the prophet that troubled us. And when he got to Ahab, Ahab said, you're the one that's troubling us. He said, no, you're troubling your own self. Because of your sin. Because you done turned on God. And you done followed Baal and Jezebel and all the false prophets. All from Jericho. Amen. So the rain came and the story ended. But you know what he said? He said, Ahab, it's going to rain. The meal and barley will be sold. But you won't appreciate it. Because he didn't love to see the day come. Back to the wall. Verse 10. Amen. 6 and 10. And Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice. Neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout. Then shall ye shout. Obedience is always better than sacrifice. Sometimes we want to help God fix things. Man, I know how to handle this, <laughs> and I'm going to fix it. I've been praying. I'm on my fifth day going around this wall, nothing moving. Uh, I, you know, we get me with the children of Israel. They kept telling Moses we want to go back. Well, go. <laughs> the same way you left, you go back. But I got news for you. When you get to the Red Sea, you're going to have to swim. Why <laughs> y'all, something, yeah. You're not going to undo or you're not going to recreate what God did coming this far. See how far you done came? Huh? All the hills and all the valleys and all the mountains you done climbed and won and all the victories you done won. What's the use? I'm not going back. Ask Lot. They say, remember Lot's wife? Just a little simple statement. Remember Lot's wife. When they left Sodom, all the angels told them, just keep going and don't look back. But the Bible say where your treasures are, that's where your heart is. And for some reason, when she looked back, she turned into a pillar of salt. You know they still have in that same spot she froze. You could go, you do the research. They say they see a statue figure similar to a woman, and they perceive it may have been Lot's wife. Archaeologists finding all kinds of things. And you see, they trying to make it like, oh, the Bible is just a bunch of stories. But when he died and said it is finished, they could think it's a myth if they want. But I never had the Holy Ghost until I got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I never got delivered until I got delivered. Huh? And that wasn't possible while I was living in Jericho. Huh? I had to come out from the walls. <laughs> and Jericho was just, a, it was gonna be a thorn in the side for the children of Israel. Because if the Lord didn't take it out, They was going to have doubt in the people. Why y'all had to go around Jericho like us? I thought your God could do anything. (laughs) You ain't got yours yet. (laughs) I'm driving in my Lamborghini. You still on your bicycle. Oh, but I'm praying in tongues in the Holy Ghost on my bicycle, and you going straight to hell in your Lamborghini. (laughs) When they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I've been wise enough to know I'm not measuring a sinner against the church. Because the poorest and the lowest in church is better than the most highest in the White House. I'm trying to let you know if you're not baptized in Jesus' name, you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, with evidence of speaking in tongues, and living your life right? You're a citizen, but that citizenship is in question. For the Bible say, if the righteous scarcely make it, where shall the ungodly, that's a group, and the sinner appear? That's a group. So you had the righteous, the ungodly, saved and living ungodly, and the sinner. I don't want it. I don't care. I'm loving it in Jericho. Amen. Jumping down a little bit, verse 14, let's travel. And the second day compares the city once and returned unto camp so they did six days. Boy, my bunion hurt. <laughs> my foot hurt. Joshua, you sure we got to do six dates? And then the last day, you say, how many? Ooh, I don't know if I'm going to make it, Joshua. You could make it, brother William. Because after you walked that lap, we saw you playing basketball with the kids. You didn't go to church, but they saw you at Piccadilly. Oh, I got to be, I, you know I'm bad every time I come, so I mean, well, I can't make that, That I, I've been fasting, preaching, but I, I'll do 15 minutes, but I can't do a half a day. What? <laughs> a 15-minute fast? <laughs> what you fasting for, oxygen? <laughs> now, that's a good fast if you go 15 minutes without oxygen. but we want some victory, (laughs) much is given, much is required. I want the anointing, but man, I'm too busy to pray two hours, once a week. I'm not knocking folks, but I'm talking about knocking them walls down. If you're going to want those walls to come down in your life, in your family's life, you're going to have to get to a position with a spiritual God so he could go ahead of you and say, King David said, when the spirit of God is on me, I could storm through a tree and leap over a wall. But we know when it wasn't on him. Come on now. What happened? Because we all vulnerable. And I'm not trying to throw that excuse out there where you you know I'm human, brother. You've been human all your life, but you've been sinning all your life, even in church. When you going to change, when you going to get your life right, when you're going to let this thing realize that you're going to reap what you sow. God is not mock. Sin will find you out. What's done in the dark is going to come to the light. And that's why he said Jericho got to fall. Because as long as Jericho there, people walking, oh, ooh, look Jericho. Man, nobody, not even the Israelites, God, can knock this wall down. Huh. <laughs> I got this, Joshua. But y'all going to have to do something. You see, because I still got to show y'all. See, he was a training stage. They were still in training. Because some of them had believed God and some of them still wanted to go back to Egypt. Some of them had believed God, and then after a while, there was whistling bell song. <laughs> Singing one way to God in Sunday morning and the boogaloo Sunday night. <laughs> or the honky-tonk or the junky-junk, whatever way you want to call it. <laughs> Y'all know I'm old. Boogaloo. <laughs> but the one who has some understanding... Was the one they despise, the one that they looked down upon. But she was in that city. But she had enough wisdom to know that the God that the Israelites serve is coming to destroy us. I might be this, but I'm not crazy. I might be a holy roller. Might talk different, might look different, might walk different. Oh, but I'm going to the same heaven if we happen to get there. I'm trying to let Center Point know the walls got to come down so you could reach those that's locked in the walls. And you got the hammer. You have the sledgehammer, the bulldozer. You have the Holy Ghost. Prayer penetrate anything, anywhere, anytime. And guess what? Prayer never die. Ne- never die. Let me go a little further. Verse fifteen. And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawn another day. Now you know, after that sixth day, tomorrow is it. <laughs> My last lap. Tomorrow is it. We about to have our victory. Oh, y'all been thinking tonight when I'm going to get my victory. How many times I quoted that scripture to make me feel good. Weeping men do it for a night. But y'all coming in the morning, I'm still crying. (laughs) But I quoted hoping that my day would start off different than it did when it was rough. But when I'd wake up on that rough day, knowing that I got things to face, i get some prayer in, and i raise my hands up, Lord. And i say, Lord, I take no thought for tomorrow, because tomorrow is going to take care of itself, but today I'm going to give you the praise. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I can't control the wall, but you told me if I follow your commandment, the wall will come down. Some of the hardest walls in my life is when you have family, brothers, friends, aunts, uncles, cousins that don't want to talk to you. Not because they don't like you, but they don't like the God you serve. And I had to bend, get my feelings off. I've been in this thing 35, 30-something, long time. But I had a hard time understanding what was so hard with me serving Jesus the way I want to serve him for myself. While I was going to the club and running the street and all other things, nobody never told me, please stop, Peter, please stop. Don't, 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 don't do not don't, that, don't drive so fast, especially with that Budweiser, don't do that. Nobody never told me that. But when I start tearing that Bible, where you going with that Bible? I'm going to witness, I'm going to tell the people about Jesus. Man, don't go that. Where you going in that neighborhood? I come from that neighborhood. It's amazing. You you, 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 don't, you don't live in a gated community? I came out of Jericho. Right, right. Right. I'm not knocking y'all nice big neighborhoods now. Don't say that now. I want to go to y'all visit y'all anytime y'all invite me, okay? I'm, that's a disclaimer. I'm not knocking that. Y'all help me. Y'all know Brother William. I don't have that. But I, the biggest, 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 let's pick on Hollywood. They're not here. The biggest gated communities in Hollywood, nobody can go in. Nobody can go out without the gadgets. But everything goes in that neighborhood. They got their own Jericho. 911, we got a little preacher over here talking about repent. He's standing in front of the gate. What you want me to do? Go tell him to leave? Shoot him. (laughs) They make the rules. But now you come to church and you, you lay hand on them, and you're praying with them. Man, you saw how he was attacking that brother at the altar. Attacking him. The devil was attacking him. We were trying to get him some help. What they got to do with the walls coming down? I heard that just now. I'm going to tell you what it got to do with it. When people come to the altar and you sit to your pew and don't come pray with them, you got a wall. You're too good to get out your pew. That spirit came at me, I'm going to come right back at you. You're too good to get out your pew. They might not be just per se just right. But if I was just right, I wouldn't be here. God's not looking for just right people. He's looking for those that's not right. He's looking for those that's messed up. He's looking for those that's drunk on drugs, on alcohol. He's looking for a rehab. He's looking for somebody. They want to say, Lord, I'm sorry. Get me out of Jericho. I hope it's okay, Elder. Yeah, that spirit came and I felt it and I heard it and I just oh, let you it know it's, it's not fair. Amen. Self-righteousness have no place in the house of God. Amen. He said, except you humble yourself as a child. Amen. Paul said, I'm greater than all of you Pharisees. I'm a Pharisee of Pharisee. But when I got saved according to the Bible on the Damascus Road and and I learned, he said, I counted everything I learned done. Amen. I'm sure they had some educated people in Jericho to build that wall. They ain't had the brick and mortar and the things we have now. But after they built it, Looked at it, and it became an idol to them. And they became self gods, And it became untouchable. Until the Lord said, y'all going that way? Don't worry about going around Jericho. You're going to go through it. So on the sixth day, they done went to the camp. And I believe the Bunyans was talking, and everything else was talking. They say, man, tomorrow, tomorrow. Those who used to, who was expecting children and they had a, a, a due date, and then the due date don't come. <laughs> Grandpas, grandmas, younger wives, younger husbands, I thought you were supposed to have it. Girl, deer season coming up. You're, I got to go drop some deer corn, and, and then you tell talking about, I thought, tell them doctors, they're getting paid too much money to be messing up. Woo. I love this church. <laughs> I can feel the love coming back. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture with Brother Beard and I'm going to take one like that of the church. In case they say, we don't want that brother back over here. No. <laughs> brother Beard, uh, he's he been here about three months now. That's enough now. Take a little break, Brother Beard. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's get these walls coming down. Let's go. Here we go. Amen. And it came at the seventh time. Let me get get my musicians up here. We're going to have to knock them walls down. Come on, Sister Lane, Sister Joppa. We're going to knock some walls down. On the seventh day, they were walking them laps. They were walking them laps. And uh, somebody might have said, okay, you know how many times a day? We have to do it seven times. And don't say nothing now. Seven times. And they walked. And they walked and they're walking, and they're counting one, <laughs> six more, two, count. Can you imagine when you know that you're, that you're walking in the flow of the Lord? seems like everything you touch is, is, is turning good, and, and you know now that you're in his will, and, and he's working things out, but they got this one thing. If I could get this one thing out of my life, Oh, if I could get this one thing in my life, I could be all right. Everybody have a one thing. Boy, y'all going to make me preach. I'm feeling y'all pulling it. Naaman, (laughs) you don't have to be a leper. What? There's a maid. She know of a man. Boy, Elijah was all over the place. He can help you. We know the story, Damon went and found out, and Elijah said, Go dip, go dip yourself in the river Jordan. How many times? And he got furious. You mean to tell me that old stinky river Jordan? Do you know what goes on in the river Jordan? And you want me to go and get dipped? Man, you know what's going on at center point? Praising. What else? They baptize people in Jesus' name. What else? They run laps when they feel like running laps. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? But what about the cathedral? Nothing. (laughs) What about the shrine and the big old? Nothing. Amen. It's not the place, it's the power. And then if you want to double it up, it's the people and the power and the place. You could have a big place with no power. All you have is a building. Y'all ready? I'm I'm, I'm, going to preach a little lower while y'all sing it. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com. Centerpoint Pentecostal Church, or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.